Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Most people have heard about the Vata, Pitta, Kapha constitutions and qualities of Ayurveda, or as you call them, the doshas. Is there one particular dosha or type that is more likely to suffer from anxiety than another? There is, and that would be Vata. Um, somebody who by nature is a, of a higher Vata constitution are definitely more likely to be inclined to suffer from anxiety. And that doesn't mean that those of us who have a lower vata component aren't. Anyone can become vata disturbed. You can have somebody who's pitta or kapha and also suffer from anxiety, but if they will naturally have a greater buffer uh, just by a dint of their constitution between anxiety developing in them or not. It's interesting. Recently I was um, uh, hearing somebody describe how in their family they'd always been prone to anxiety and everybody in their family is very, very naturally underweight skinny people and so to anybody who understands Ayurveda that's a giveaway that they're likely to be of a higher vata constitution which means that they're more likely to suffer from anxiety and then um, I heard them make a very interesting comment which was that when the women in the family were pregnant they suffered less from anxiety. Wow. And according to Ayurveda pregnancy is a kapha condition kapha's the the dosha that gives uh, nourishment to the body, to the nervous system. It's the dosha that builds tissues. It's the dosha of stability, groundedness, loyalty, love, support. So you can understand that when the body goes into a pregnant condition where it's lovingly creating another body, then the buffer from suffering from anxiety increases, Mm, which is quite interesting. Yeah. So although a person with a higher vata constitution may be more predisposed to suffer from anxiety it doesn't mean that there's nothing they can do about it the the thing with Ayurveda is to understand what you've got to work with and see how you can support yourself so logically enough if we understand that pregnancy being a kapha condition uh, placates feelings of anxiety then somebody who's suffering from anxiety needs to enter into bringing into their life those kapha elements and that you can do with diet and many lifestyle habits and routines. Can you tell me just a, a little bit of the, the properties that, that make up the vata, pitta, kapha, doshas? Mm-hmm. Vata is composed of air and ether. So it's the most subtle. And the properties of vata is that it's it's unstable, it's moving, it's light. If you want to have a good idea of how to understand vata, it's useful to think of a flag or laundry flapping in the wind. Mm. It's, it's moved around very easily. Okay. Uh, it's dry. It's rough. So in Ayurveda, you always look at the, the properties of the different doshas, and then you look at applying gentle opposites to balance them. So if I answer your question properly and go through the doshas briefly first. So, that, so vata is a combination of air, and ether, it's light, it's subtle, it's moving, and in Sanskrit they call it chanchala, always moving, it's easily agitated, rough, it's cold. Pitta is a blend of fire and water, it's hot, sharp, penetrating, oily, was the qualities of pitta. 
Kapha is a blend of earth and water. So Kapha is easy to understand if you think of it like clay, like what you get if you mix those two elements together. Kapha is cold, it's heavy, it's dull, it's sticky, slimy, non-moving. So those, those are the elemental uh, expressions that you see within the doshas. So then when it comes to understanding anxiety, an anxious person benefits from balancing the dryness of vata with the oiliness of kapha. The, the doshas act as opposites to each other. Vata and kapha are in direct opposition to each other. They're completely opposite. Mm. They only share cold. Apart from that, they're completely different. And then pitta being a very dynamic and transformative dosha, Pitta's in the middle saying, come on, you guys, let's make a body. Pitta's pulling the other two together and trying to get things working in the body. So we all have all three of the doshas within us. It's just we tend to have more of one or two than the other, but they all have positive functions within the body. Pitta governs our metabolism, very uh, involved in our blood and our digestion. In the mind, it's intelligent, it's sharp, it's witty. When it goes out of balance, it can be a bit too sharp and a bit sarcastic. <laughs> but it, Pitta gives a very uh, intelligent mind, very wonderful, discriminating intelligence. Vata in the mind is very creative. and it's, It has mental lightness. But again, because of the propensity of Vata to be disturbed by movement and things going on around it, it, it can easily become unbalanced, the Vata mind and start manifesting anxiety. The Kapha mind is loyal and stable and loving. But if Kapha increases too much, it becomes lazy, nostalgic, and kind of gets itself stuck because of those clay-like properties of Kapha. The Kapha mind can also become stuck. So there's, there's lots and lots of information within the, you know, the uh, properties of a dosha that gives you real insight into how your body and mind are working and how you're relating to what's going on around you. Well, that's most interesting. I, I look forward to learning more about um, Ayurveda for, for sure um, through my yoga training and um, what I call yoga camp. When I was certified, we learned, we spent a day talking about the doshas and figuring out, you know, where we might fall and through answering some questions and um you know, to, to be able to say I am um, Pitta, Vata, or I am um, Kapha, Pitta, or because what, what we found is that, that um, or at least what I found is that I was equally, equally Pitta Kapha at the time that I took that test. And I thought that that was in, interesting. And I actually had a high level of Vata as well. And um, I remember my yoga instructor, you know, talking about how um, that really wasn't that unusual, that there are a lot of people who um, who have even and and that it's actually um, a, a good thing to have the, the three close in relationship to, um, you know, if you're taking a test and adding up your answers mm -hmm. and you come up with with um, levels that are that are close to the same. Did you want to speak to that at all? Or Yeah, just, sure. Well, it's, it's an interesting point you raise because the um, the rule of thumb with Ayurveda is that like increases like. So that's not what you like, it's like in similarity. So 
the tendency for the doshas is for them to increase and accumulate and that's what causes imbalance so if somebody's not got one dosha that's you know way ahead of the rest then they're gonna be having a more rounded experience of life so if somebody's for example since we're focusing on anxiety here if somebody is already got quite a vata spike in their constitution of vatas ahead of the others then anything that they contact that is of the same nature as vata will increase that vata so if so if we understand that vata's got these properties of cold and roughness and and movement so if somebody's traveling a lot and they're moving around all the time that disturbs vata if somebody's wearing rough clothes and sleeping on a rough surface that increases vata but also if somebody's having roughness in their relationships that increases and disturbs vata mm-hmm. so you can start to really apply these these uh, understandings you know very broadly in your life when you apply these things to emotional areas of your life you can see the results when you change if a vata person's having rough dealings in their relationship it's not that we're just using that word in a in a casual blanket way it will affect them and if they're able to make their dealings smoother then they will feel the benefit of that so it's very important to be careful to choose your environment and your association and even your you know your sources of leisure and entertainment very carefully because the tendency is when somebody's anxious that they want to get away from their anxious thoughts so they're going to click on the tv or go to a movie or do something that they call getting out of their head but unfortunately, many of those choices involve getting more stimulus into your head. So your mind's distracted by it, but it's also disturbed by it. It's not actually getting to the root of the problem at all. Wow. So the challenge is to try and start applying gentle opposites. And there are some really simple lifestyle uh, adjustments you can make that are going to start bringing anxiety back under control and give a greater buffer between somebody suffering from anxiety and the outside world. Because when anxiety happens in the nervous system, it leaves us feeling very exposed, very uh, unprotected and vulnerable, which is an awful feeling. And just simply by oiling the skin with some sesame oil or massaging the soles of the feet with sesame oil before you take rest at night, that simple act alone provides protection because you're providing lubrication and warmth to the skin. The simplest thing, but if you understand the underlying principles of Ayurveda, you can say, okay, if um, vata and anxiety are driven by coldness and roughness, then yeah, massaging some oil into the skin could really help with that. But if you don't understand the underlying science behind Ayurveda, you might just think it's a platitude and it's just, I'll try this, and it, it can sound like a, a worthless piece of advice. But actually, it's based on this science of applying gentle opposites to rebring balance like you mentioned about ginger if somebody has a cold everybody knows ginger's good for a cold why is it good for a cold because it's hot it's pungent it's penetrating it's the opposite of the properties of cold that's why it works thank you for listening to the anxiety slayer if you like what you just heard please share this podcast with your friends You're welcome to visit the Anxiety Slayer blog at anxietyslayer.com. Until we slay again...